previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. What is Dosh up to these days? You see someone sitting in your chair, Clayton Colwyn, the former owner of the Crow's Head. Hoke, he knows you're after him. They're coming for you, Dosh. To South Salt, to Shelley's. We did a skill challenge to fend off demons from the brothel. Suddenly there's a banging on the door of the brothel. We literally just had demons clawing through the walls of this place. Like, fuck, we're going to answer the door. It's me, Figus. We need your help out here. (laughs) And you see materializing out of the shadows demons that are walking down the street. Does, Does anybody know how to stop the demon invasion here? Um... We need to get everybody over to the gym so we can get some weapons and fight back. The people I found do not know what a weapon is. Put the plunger down, Mary. I will get these shadow demons to lock onto me and start chasing me. The demons start chasing after Josh. These demons are right on your tail, but suddenly you see a roaring gout of flame burning up the demons that were right on your tail. Now you have a bigger, angrier demon. Maybe it's our friend. I get to the door that is broken off its hinges, and you can enter the hammer fist. The other demons, hearing the crash of the door, are going to swivel their attention towards the building. The whole building shakes a little bit as something heavy seems to have landed nearby. All of the shadow demons, they all turned their attention outside. You can see that there is a giant silver dragon swiping left and right. Before you know it, all of the demons have been dematerialized. Josh is going to call up to the dragon lady. My name is Wilhelmina. And you see Finrail standing there, dumbfounded in the middle of the street. This is very awkward. Isn't this the person that we were trying to stop from doing the whole orc thing? I thought she was dead. She was. The dragon (laughs) leans its nose over, and there's a flash of bright light. The dragon is gone, and you just hear, Hey, guys. Fuck, I shoot myself in the head. to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and dungeon master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Mm. What's your favorite flavor of gum? Fuck. Um, talking about gum flavors? Gum flavors. We're going to go with uh, Big League Chew. Are you going with original or like watermelon or grape? See, there was a time I was on a, on a pretty big sour apple kick. With the uh, with the big league chew, but yeah, I think the original sour apple's a solid choice. Yeah. I think the original still comes back to these days. Or you get the ones out of the baseball card packs where you're like chewing on glass. <laughs> it's just hard gum. Mm. It's like fucking drywall. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not those stupid uh double bubbles or whatever they are, the the ye- yellow oh, those and things, blue ones those that chew smack. for two seconds and then it's just a piece of rubber in your mouth. Those like things the, smack uh, for thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. Oh, Jesus, chiclets were fucking horrible. They're like the tiny little, like, yeah. looks like a pillow mint that's tiny, and it's like I just awful. remember a baseball game, <laughs> yeah. somebody would show up with a five-gallon bucket of double bubble, and you would just pop those all game. Yeah, I usually put ten in before I went on the mound. <laughs> just keep them in your back pocket out in the outfield. Yeah, that's too. Well, speaking of games, 
who else do we have here today to play this game oh, other than wow. Brad Richards? Wow. I'm just disrespected that you went right to me after that shit can segue. Anyways, my favorite flavor of gum is actually double bubble. Double bubble? It is. Just one bubble isn't good enough? No, you gotta go at least two. Bubba bubba. Yeah, usually you just gotta just line, just get a whole shit ton of double bubble and just line your mouth with it, and then it just tastes delightful. That's like the delightful. big league too, you put it down there in your gums. Yeah. What's the preferred number of double bubbles at a time? Two. For, well, it depends how hardcore you are. You, I'm talking you. Me, me, if I, well, am I pitching or am I in the outfield or was I in the infield? No, you're catching. I don't know. Are you a pitcher or a catcher? Uh, I stopped catching. How many catching. balls can you fit in your mouth while you're catching? <laughs> Usually four. But, uh, four. No, if I was playing catcher, it was only two. If I was in the infield, it was five. And the outfield was 12. But if I was pitching, it was usually eight or 10. I had a math to this, there was a science to it. Well, Matt Smith, what's your favorite bubble gum? Watermelon bubblicious. Watermelon. Delicious. It's delicious. It's a bubblicious. Bubblicious. Surprised nobody's gone with the uh with the uh fucking tape. What is that? Oh, uh bubble tape. tape. Bubble is that tape. just called bubble tape? <laughs> what is that bubblegum tape thing? Uh, bubble tape. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> no. They're like, ooh, I gotta add just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Then it's all gone. Well, here's a little bit more. Somebody else who is D and delicious, Brad Renfro. <coughs> that was the probably ass? the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what in the ass? Uh, that was probably like having an aneurysm. <laughs> the worst one. How do you know how delicious he is? <laughs> you can taste me anytime you'd like, Paul. What Whoa. in the what in the ass? Pause. If I was going for a, I don't really chew a lot of bubble gum, but I do experience five gum from time to time. Uh, oh, you stimulate your senses. I stimulate the senses. Sometimes I remember <laughs> taking the big, big red wrappers, you lick them and you, you stick, stick them on shits your on your foreheads. <laughs> it feels like Satan is jerking off on your forehead. Holy shit. That is horrible. Big red used to be my favorite. If you don't chew big red, red then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what better gift to give your loved ones than the Jackhawk 9000? Available at Walmart. Well, I do chew big red, so that means that I must be in the club. And that club happens to be a group of men who get together and play a Dungeons and Dragons actual play mm-hmm. podcast. Not anymore. Yeah, I think we stopped uh, after that segue. Just now, <laughs> I am physically hurting after that one. <laughs> I'll be honest; my segues got worse as they went on. Oh, don't worry. You don't have to tell us. We know. I got hit in the dick with a softball this weekend, and that hurt worse than that. How's your dick doing? <laughs> Fucking that shit hurt. Sorry. It was a rocket. <laughs> I'm continually impressed by how bad I continue to be disappointed this. by these segues. You always find one way to one-up disappointment here. <laughs> it's like you think we would just be numb to it, but there's still some little bit of hope that we have that you just stab and yeah. stab and stab. <laughs> Fucking no, I can't breathe. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you on the segues. Hopefully, I will do a better job as we start uh, a 10-episode uh, mini-campaign that is, uh, what, what's it called when you wind up having, oh, a spinoff. This is almost like a spinoff series where we're going to take a look at what was happening with Dosh right 
after the demons attacked South Salt, up until Dosh showed up with Taylor and uh, Finrael and Phygis and Wilhelmina at the Battle of Trugala. So we're going to rewind a bit, and we are going to drop our listeners back in the midst of South Salt right after the events of episode 61. So right after the events of episode 61, so listeners, if you are not caught up or uh, unfamiliar with what had happened, you can go back and listen to episode 49 and then episode 61. That details what happened with Dosh. But anyways, um, the short of it is that demons attack South Salt. And our players were playing characters different from the Hammerbottom brothers, Jet and uh, Abe. We were playing as uh, Matt's original character, Dosh. And then uh, a couple of characters that I would like you all to introduce again right now, please. Hi, my name is uh, Josh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> I will play. I I uh, Ben play Josh Donson, who is a knight and a friend of. Well, no, I actually never knew Dosh. Um, I think it's just coincidence that my name is Josh Donson and he is Dosh Johnson, and I'm a knight. I really don't know what else my character did in the past episodes. He's going to develop more in these episodes. It's kind of a hard ass, kind of like trying to protect other people physically through wits and battle. And that's about what I got about him right now. But we're going to figure him out more as we get into these episodes. Perfect. Uh, Brad Richards. Um, hi. I'm Brad. Wait, no, I'm B-Rich. Uh, oh, is this Jack Jackerson? This is Jack Jackerson. Fuck me, dead. Okay. <laughs> I played Jack Jackerson... He's a fucking priest that's a schizophrenic and has multiple personality disorder. I don't remember what he did, but I know I hope he fucking dies. (laughs) (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) And Brad Renfro. I'm Brad. I played Donovan, the uh, old war veteran. I, if I remember correctly, he was one of the few, if not sole, survivors from uh, just war raids from you know whichever war was um, going on. And the, uh, the front lines of the free cities against Trugala in the Sandbar Pass. That's that, that's me. And then, of course, our listeners probably know who Dosh Johnson is, but Matt, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce us to your character? Your original character from the podcast. All right. Well, I'm Dosh Johnson. I am a bard of the College of Whispers. And I am a half-elf with a glorious Tom Selleck mustache as my only single defining feature. I don't think I've ever described Dosh beyond the mustache. Actually, his look changes every time you see him, but that's how <laughs> we know it's jo- it's Dosh as you see the mustache. Honestly, in my in my head, I've kind of imagined him as he's like the mysterious stranger in the corner of the inn who wears the hood deep over his his face at all times. And all you can see through the black shadow is the mustache. You see the hood sitting (laughs) up at the table and his like legs don't quite touch the ground, so they're sticking straight out. (laughs) He is a half elf, so he has 
a little on the short <laughs> side. <laughs> All right, and um, what is Dasha's history with um, South Salt and everything that led him to this point where demons were attacking him in South Salt? All right, well, he originally was a uh, seller and obtainer of information, and after some adventures with the Hammerbottom brothers and Protheum and, and Jet, in which case uh, all the people he previously worked for died, he then became the person that he would work for and took over all their properties. And then all of a sudden demons attacked. You took over all their properties. What what properties are those? Uh, that is the Shelly. The, uh, the greatest brothel in the city of South Salt, along with um, the Crow's Head Gambling Den, and then a bunch of salt mines, I believe. And a really shitty gym. That gym <laughs> is independently owned. Actually, no, I uh, I have the lease on the gym, so what? you pay me rent. <laughs> Zoning <What>? rights. <laughs> oh, Since shit, late. that's right, you do. <laughs> you do own the lease. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I technically sold you the property after the events of... (laughs) I'm pretty sure, technically, demons broke through the the windows (laughs) and the establishment is under ruins, but but that's good to know. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, so that is who Dosh is, and um, I will toss in that um, his previous employers were Roscoe and uh, Wilhelmina. So, as Matt just pointed out, Wilhelmina was executed and then all of a sudden she showed up again at the end of this demon fight with Taylor who turned out to be a silver dragon and the last thing that Dosh did uh, before the episode ended was he shot himself in the head with a crossbow bolt (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember which side I shot myself on yeah but then later in the episodes you shot the other side (laughs) did I? Well, yeah, I think technically when Dosh showed up to the big demon fight with the rest of the crew, I think I think you shot yourself again. Mm. Oh, yeah, I did. I do yeah, remember. And I showed up with a, a big bandage over my one ear. Well, now this is where I need the context. Is this prior, like, is this prior to the big demon fight and the magic being out of the world and everything? Or is this taking place after up, like, present date? That is, uh, your first one was correct. So, um, Ooh. so our listeners know, uh, we finished the giant overarching campaign with the Hammerbottom brothers and Jet and uh, the whole Trugala thing. That so the first ninety episodes were all interconnected, and then I really wanted to tell the story of Dosh. And I also really wanted to get to 100 episodes, so it's going to be a 10-episode miniseries with Dosh. Is it fair to say that this is the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of of our adventure, where it's like, same thing, but somewhere else, same time? Yes, that is correct. Dosh's things happened, the demons attacked Dosh shortly after the main crew attacked Siren's house, to put the timeline in perspective. Since this, is, since this is following other characters related to it, you said it was more of like a, not like a mini series, but it's what? like, yeah, it's like this is what was happening like while we were doing our story. Like this is happening elsewhere. Correct. 
like how Ant-Man and the Wasp was set up in the MCU, where it's like, here's the Infinity Wars, and then yeah, it's like, why wasn't Ant-Man and the Wasp better? Oh, they were doing this stuff. Meanwhile. What was the term, term for it? Like, different show? Like, oh, awesome. spinoff. Spin off these nuts off your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ha <laughs> 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 you so good. Hey, since none of our characters showed up with Dosh, does that mean that by the end of this 10 series episode, we're all going to die? I wasn't expecting that. Uh, your characters aren't necessarily going to die. We will find out what happens to them, though, because we are going to get started. So Dosh shot himself in the head with a crossbow bolt. Ah! You have just woken up, lying on a bed, and you can feel your head in immense pain. Ow. And as you wake up, you see Josh straddled over you. Oh? And I am, uh... <laughs> I'm completely straddled on your chest, and I am holding the bandage. I'm actually changing your bandages as, as you wake up. Are you changing my, Morning, my pants also? <laughs> now, Dosh. <laughs> hey, everybody, get in here. He's waking up. Ooh, everybody now. This is fucking Gears of War. <laughs> Dom. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. I can't guarantee my voice will ever stay consistent. <laughs> you should have. You should have been the schizophrenic. <laughs> you just wouldn't have to try. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, everybody, get in here. Dosh is waking up. Dosh, why <laughs> did you shoot your own head? I mean, you heard her voice. Do I really have to explain it? <laughs> I guess I completely understand it, but still a foolish thing for you to do. Yeah, it was worth it. Okay, as long as it was worth it, but uh, we need to clean your bandages. These are pretty gross. All right. Clean away. I'll try not to moan too much. Soundtrack for the movie Ghost plays. <laughs> Jack and Donovan enter the room, uh, hearing Josh's call that Dosh is now waking up from his injury. Uh, I thought of something want? for the listeners, actually. Every time you hear uh, Paul mess up and say Josh when he should be saying Dosh, you, would, you listeners should take a drink. That would be epic because you've already said it three times this episode and Brad said it once. So <laughs> you guys have all been messing up already. Which no, is, I didn't. Yeah, you did once. You didn't. said Well, you started, <laughs> to say, you started to say J- and then you went Dosh instead, but you started saying Josh. But... That's just my little side note that I think would be awesome. Wait, you wanted them to make a drinking game? Out All right, bitches. Here we go. Bonus round. Josh, Dosh, Josh, Dosh, Dosh, Josh, Josh, Josh. You guys are fucking hammered. <laughs> no, I said it only when you're messing it up. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at you when I said Dosh, and I was looking at him when I said Josh, a.k.a. Tyler is fucking shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one I can see with multiple shot glasses in front, just <laughs> trying to fill him as he goes. <laughs> anyways, anyways, that's just a side note. Okay, back back to uh, Jack and Donovan. He has the Dosh shot glass and the Dosh shot glass. <laughs> Jack and Donovan. Jack off, Donovan off. That doesn't work. Off is my middle name, actually. Ah. Jack off Jackerson, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Lore. <laughs> What's up? I just walk in and see you straddled him. What we got going on here? Uh, don't ask, don't tell. What? 
I'm, I'm just, uh... What in the Brokeback Mountain we got going on in here? Changing his bandages, that's... What else does it look like, guys? Come on. Are you currently changing my bandage as you're speaking? <laughs> looks, yes. Looks like you're trying to crash his mor- your morning wood through his house right now. I don't know what you're doing here. I, you see me cradling his head. Like, I have my arm coming up and, like, holding his neck up so I can get those bandages off around his head. So, like, his his face is actually up near my chest. It looks like you're breastfeeding on. him. I motorboat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roll for engine start. Bubba, bubba. <laughs> Double bubble. That's bubblicious. <laughs> As the four of you are there and Josh is changing Dosh's bandages, a halfling female walks in and she says, Oh, good. Fuck off. Thank you so much for uh, changing his bandages, Josh. I dive towards his... I jump on his hands. (laughs) Yeah, I dive towards his hand as he's probably reaching for that bolt again. The nearest sharp object. Let me end it. (laughs) Just let me die. I come up to a full mount, and I pin down his arms with my knees. Oh. (laughs) I knock him out holy, though, because I'm a priest. I was really dreading when he might wake up. I've been changing his bandages for the past few hours. <laughs> and uh, just dreading the the moment when he would finally wake up and then we would have to deal with this. I but, have been too. <laughs> Dosh, you really have to listen to me, though. If you're not going to listen to me, then you should at least listen to Wilhelmina, okay? Is there is there a way I could listen to you, but without you speaking? Here, I, I, <laughs> I have an idea. We'll use the priest. He, uh, he speaks for the people, so here's what's going to happen. Does he now? Dragon Lady, who has a very high-pitched voice, which makes me want to blow my own brains out as well. Wouldn't you not know she's a Dragon Lady? She was a dragon, and now she walked in as a halfling. Oh, we knew this? With the same voice. This is common knowledge? Common knowledge. That's a dragon. Yes, you saw her transform in the middle of the street uh, at oh, the end of okay. episode 61. We're going to use the priest... And listen, little lady, you whisper in priest's ear, priest, you translate, so that the message can come across and you can speak for the people, but uh, Dosh does not need to hear the sound that makes him want to kill himself. His terrible mouth voices. Seems like a good plan. <laughs> Taylor motions Jack over and says, all right, fine, come here. Oh, God. Alright. Every sentence of the description needs to be a different voice. No shot is that gonna fucking happen. Okay, I walk over and I kneel down and listen to the Satan Spawn speak. Alright, she whispers in your ear, Hoke Venderberg is going to be working with Trugala to invade the free cities. I thought I while you're while you're working up the nerve for this voice, I really thought after every word you were just gonna Hoke Hoke Vanderberg <laughs> just keep cutting her off, but you're good. Go on. I was uh, giving it that was I my was, buffer second for I you. I was though. thinking about how I wanted to approach it and he just started going, so <clears throat> la 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 He's, she said Hulk Vanderberg is planning an attack to invade your butthole. <laughs> Hulk Vanderberg? Why didn't you just come out and say that, you idiot? <laughs> why are you playing around with these games? Well, you said that you didn't want to hear Shut my voice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, hey, You said lady. you didn't want to hear my voice. I thought we agreed you weren't talking. <laughs> oh, shut your pie hole, Dosh, and man up. 
Shut your fucking ass up. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Yeah, what he said. Stuart. Stuart. I'm going to use sleight of hand Roll. to escape the pin and reach for my crossbow. <laughs> It would be a grapple check, so I need you to roll either an athletics or acrobatics check against Josh's athletics. I rolled a 13. Wombo. Well, because it's dark in here, I had to roll multiple times because every time I went to adjust the dice tray to be able to look at it, the dice kept fucking up. But the last time it actually rolled and stuck, it was a natural two, so that's going to be a five. All right, uh, Dosh manages to escape the grapple and reach for his hand crossbow. Ah, yes, the sweet release. <laughs> Can I smack said hand crossbow away from him? <laughs> sure. Nah, just let him blow his fucking head off. <laughs> Donovan, we might want to see how this one plays out. What, you want to get shot? He's not going to shoot me. He's trying to fight you off of the bandages and grabbing his crossbow. No, he just wants to shoot himself or shoot her. <laughs> I'm okay with either one. Uh, Wilhelmina walks in and says, Stop that, now. But why? Because, since you don't seem to want to hear it from Taylor, Hoke Venderberg is coming for us all. See, I, I told you that. Who is this Hoke Venderberg? Or do we already know that? He's a piece of shit! He's a piece of shit! Hoke Venderberg has been an aspiring... Entrepreneur, shall we say. He's working outside of Chorus, and he has been slowly growing his influence throughout the free cities. He owns massive iron fields. He is the only distributor of iron ore in the entire free cities. He is also operating a lumber venture out of Starnight Forest. And yeah, his wood has really been expanding. And for some reason, he now owns a large portion of the mountains just east of Chorus. And, uh... Well, what, what does he want to do with us? It just sounds like he's a successful businessman, or does he do this all illegally? It would certainly seem that he looks like a successful businessman, but as you, well, you, Donovan, don't know, but as Dosh well knows, I was dead for quite some time. And what? Necromancy! Sorry about, <laughs> sorry I pull about out my that. <laughs> what now? Demon. Mappy. I am quite alive now, don't you worry, gentlemen. What? I was resurrected by the clerics of Sparta. Who? Sparta! What Anywho, now? that's an entirely different story. What I'm trying to tell you is that while Taylor went to have my body resurrected, she heard many things amongst the traders who frequent Chorus and the Free Cities. She heard tell of some Trugalan spies that had made it into the Free Cities and were planning a demonstration. I believe Dash, your friend Prothean, was hot on the trail of a certain Trugalan spy. Well, in Prothean's case, it could just be someone who bumped into him on the street <laughs> and he decided they needed to die. That could, that could go either way. We also found his spy that was dead. Correct. Correct! That friend of yours sounds like a menace to society. Oh, he is. But he's in Trugala now, so it's all good. Prothean may be in Trugala, but the Trugalan spies are still in the free cities. Stransky Gobert was here. What the f- 
<laughs> Foxy Grandpa. Stransky Gobert, he was a Trugalan spy. And Philip Dmitriev, he was another one. Taylor has been able to track down some of these spies that have made it into Trugala, and she heard that there was going to be a demonstration made against Southsalt. Stransky Gobert. <laughs> Sounds like... What was the name of that kid in the Jimmy Neutron show? She was like the... No, it was the... Carl. Carl. No. Boldy. Yes. Boldy. Slap, slap, slap. Slap, <laughs> clap, clap. And then the one episode, he had a lint roller as a superpower thing. He was just walking around with a lint roller. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Boldy. <laughs> Name's Boldy. <laughs> Is that what Stransky sounds like? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Stransky is dead. Oh, I guess we'll never know. You didn't talk to him when you were dead? It doesn't work like that. I'm so confused anyway. I'm so, so confused. Here is a here's a question. Yes. So, are we more concerned about this one fellow who wants to move in here on us or the fact that there's demons everywhere yes. and we were just fighting oh, demons outside in the streets? So, we roll in here. After fighting demons, I learned that you came back from the dead, which I don't get. And now we're sitting here today, and you're telling me that there's a man who wants to come and invade us. Oh. So am I more afraid of this man who owns iron ore and... Uh, His and, expanding wood and expan- business. Expansive <laughs> wood, or am I more afraid of demons that fly and run at us and everything? So we have two issues at hand. One seems... Like it greatly outweighs the other. Yes, the iron whores. Yes. There's iron whores and expanding wood, or the dead. They are one and the same, Donovan. The demons are here because Hoke Venderberg is allowing Trugalan spies into our lands to summon those demons and let them loose upon the citizens of this area. I knew he was a bastard, and not just because I wanted his stuff. I'm not Donovan. Did you get that, Donovan? Because she was talking to Josh. Yeah, I got that. Okay, just making sure. Hey, Josh, <laughs> did you get that while she was looking at you? No, said no. Donovan's, hey, Wilhelmina, can you please repeat that for uh, Josh? Oh, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I, I'm still learning who you are. Donovan? I look nothing like him. <laughs> you you don't. You You do not, but... I understand that you are a war veteran, and I thought that you might appreciate this information as well. But Josh, to answer your questions, <laughs> I reiterate what I just said and directed at Donovan. While when I said Donovan, but was looking at you. Josh asked a question. Donovan, you'd like the answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you're saying they're same, same, but different. Yes. But also same, same. Josh and Donovan and Jack off. If we stop Hoke, we will stop an invasion of demons in the free cities. We will stop Trugala from rolling over these lands. Alright, let's go update our passports. We're leaving the country. We are not leaving the country. Damn. You said Hoke Vanderberg does not operate from this country. I never said that. He does. (laughs) He owns the mountains. I don't know. You said he owns everything, but he lives across the border and sends people this way. I never said he lived across the border. No.
Welcome back, everyone. It's your DM Paul here, and gosh, does it feel good to say that. It's been a long time since we last were able to reach you through your podcasting app of choice, but our hiatus was well spent. We have spent the past couple of months recording, editing, planning, and fulfilling. It is our sincerest hope that we will be coming back to you regularly with new content every other week, so that's every two weeks, for the foreseeable future. And uh, now to share some of those plans and fulfillments with you, I want to let everyone know that we recently released our third lore episode on Patreon, accessible to those at the $10 tier or higher. This episode looks into the backstory of Abe Van Halen from our main campaign series and how he got his magic eye, and also how he became the monster hunter that we now know and love. So that means that we have lore for the Hammerbottom Brothers, for Jet, and for Abe. Only Prothean is left from the original party, and that episode is already edited, proofed, produced, scored, and scheduled to be released on April 15th, 2022. So mark your calendars and head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to get access to that content. For those of you that have been supporting us at the Shade Arrow tier of $25, rest assured, we finally have the last big piece of fulfillment ready. What we were waiting on is something those of us on the show are super excited about. Are you ready? Those who supported us at the $25 tier for at least three months between April 2021 and October 2021, you will be receiving a large format canvas printed map of Ralvaria. Yeah, that's right. All of the places that we've visited so far, all the places that have been alluded to, even some places that you've never even heard of yet, you're going to have that on a nice large canvas. And whether you want to use it for display or for your own tabletop games, the prints look awesome and we can't wait for you to have them in hand. And that's in addition to the character minis and stickers that we'll be sending along. And if you're listening and thinking, dang, I wish I could have gotten some of those rewards, fear not you still have the opportunity to get in on the next fulfillment period. If you join or upgrade at the Shade Arrow tier when this episode, episode 91, is released in March 2022, you'll still be able to meet the three-month eligibility requirements when this particular fulfillment period closes in May. Again, you can get those rewards by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. You'll also be aware of when we host our next online meetup, for which we'll be sending out the availability poll this week of March 22nd, 2022, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Of course, if you're not able to commit to ongoing financial support, we completely understand. Instead of supporting us on Patreon, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. You'll be helping us on the podcast charts, and we'll also read your review on the air. But then again, if all you want is that sweet, sweet merch, we do have items available for you on redbubble.com. Simply search Death Saving Bros on that site, and you'll see all of the shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more that we have available for you. Finally, 
Having spent so much of this mid-roll talking about Patreon and how to support us, the last thing I always like to do before getting you back to the episode is to recognize those that already support us and have made this show possible. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, 2 times Tyler, Gene L. Jackson, Andrew Bettles, and our newest supporter, Akata Vrat. Thank you all for your support. If any of you, supporters or not, have questions or want to contact us, hit us up on social media at Death Saving Bros. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Well, hold on. Before I just up and start in this adventure with you, who just walked in the door and told me that you were once dead, and your friend who was also once a dragon, and now is short, um, I wanna... Dash, um, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, what's next? Are you gonna say there's someone named Chadley waiting for us? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I heard of this guy, Chadley. <laughs> <laughs> Chodley. <laughs> I mean, basically what, what she said. There's this guy, Hoke, and he's he's totally evil. He's 100% a piece of shit. He needs to die right now. That's the absolute priority. So, and then uh, uh, also, you know, I can take control of his minds and I can use them for good instead. But what's important is that I get those minds. Okay, And so then that'll stop the demon invasion. <laughs> <laughs> you owning and controlling minds will stop the demon invasion? Yes, as long as I get them. What's in these minds? Iron Demon whores. repellent iron. Iron oh, horse. See, you take the iron and you smelt it a little bit, and then you fashion it into these objects called weapons, and then you hit the demons with them, and it repels them. Uh, hopefully there's no unfortunate uh, smelting accidents. I've heard of repels. I am a priest, and I am definitely in for iron whores and repelling. You see, <laughs> hold on. You're a priest? What do you know about whores? Um, well, I I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> Speaking of whores, we might need to hire some more. We, uh, we lost quite a few, I believe. <laughs> well, that's what they're controlling up in the mines is whores. Is whores? Mm. Then uh, iron whores. It sounds yeah, the whores, like you just uh, you get them out of the rock. You just hit it with a pickaxe, and they they come, you know, flying out. Seems like you could use those in your business. So, <laughs> really, what I want to confirm is what you're telling me is everything that they have said. You're on board with? Yes. And uh, jack off, Donovan. Are we on board with this? Like, I I I'll be honest. I blacked out after all the demons came. I forget how we got here because I've been so off-put by these demons and everything that's going on. I just can't get my head straight. Are we going to follow the dragon and the dead woman and uh, Dosh into this adventure? With the iron horrors and repelling? Yes. Donovan. Sounds like a more interesting weekend than I have planned. All right, tonight. I guess it's uh my... Civil duty is a night to free these whores. And, uh... For the whore. Yeah, for the firemen! <laughs> e- excuse me. Excuse me. I... I think you've been saying whores? 
Yeah, Iron Horse. Like W-H-O-R-E-S? Horse? Horse made of iron. No, we're talking about ore. Ore. O-R-E. That's what they've been saying. Did you shoot yourself in the ear, too? Because here, you can have my crossbow if you, you need to balance it out and shoot yourself in the other ear. Or in the face. I'd appreciate that. Dosh, are you offering me a gift? Of... Ah, for the fireman! Ah. Oh, for the fireman! <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm at an impasse. On one hand, I don't want Taylor to think for a second that I approve of her or like her in any way. But on the other hand, if there's even an off chance that she might actually shoot herself. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. She holds out her hand to you and gives you a, uh, a playful smile. Ugh. Do you give her a present? She waggles her eyebrows at you. Ah. Is it your dick in a box? I'll just shoot her in the back later. It's my dick in a box. Come on, Dash. No. I think we're on the same page here. Let's go, uh, let's go get the horse. The iron horse. And expansive wood. And mine shafts. For, for our buddy, Dash. It's my dick in a box. Free labor, nice. And we're doing this to defeat the demons as well. And... So wait, Donovan, you said we're doing this just because it sounds fun? That's why I'm doing it. That works for me, I guess. You say, it sounds interesting, and honestly, uh, anybody who's came back from the dead and has something to say, I'll listen to them. Because once you're gone, you're gone. I guess as long as I can do the most honorable thing I can do today, and that's uh, stop the demons by freeing whores, then uh, or, how can I say no? Or, and as that what is what I have said. <laughs> Clean your dragon ears out. And Fuck. As, as a priest of the people, I need to free these whores. All right, so Josh, Josh here's doing it for his duty. Jack off Jackerson over here is doing it for his whore-repelling hobby. Correct. And Donovan is doing it for the fun of it. So I don't it makes have me to, feel alive. I don't have to pay any of you. Cool. All right, let's go. We can get a banner that says Jack off is for the whores. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay me for that, Dosh, but you can pay me for the protection. We don't use those. <laughs> he needs no protection yeah. for his expansive wood. That's what praying is for. <laughs> Says protection from what? I stab him with my short sword. Ah. Uh. Ah. <laughs> uh. From me. Oh. As you're all getting your things together and Dosh is starting to get up out of bed you see a 10-gallon hat pop around the corner of the doorframe, and you see the elven sheriff of South Salt, Finrail. He says, Well, Mina, I was just listening outside the door. I figured I'd come up here to check up on Dosh after he somehow got shot. Um, I think it might be helpful if I came along. Well, I think it might be helpful if I came along. <laughs> when uh, when we were, when we were in the battle with the demons, did Finrell hit shit? Was he actually accurate this time around, or was he not accurate when we? He was because he didn't have to roll for it. He was only inaccurate <laughs> for like the first little bit. Yeah. Finrail, I did roll for Finrail, and um, he, it was only that fight in the mountains against the ogres where he sucked ass because I and then the one like right ass. after it. With the bandits. Yeah. After that, he was getting like 19s and 20s every time. All right. I'm all for the man with the impressive hat coming with us. Oh, you mean Goofy? 
I think that I should come too, sirs. Oh, do you think I think so? you should stay home. You see a um, a young teenage boy come around into the room, and our listeners would recognize him as Figus. Uh, Dosh recognizes him, obviously, and then Jack, Donovan, and uh, Josh recognize him from the battle, but you don't know who he is. I have the strongest urge to kick this fucker in the face. Change your face. <laughs> if, if we try hard enough not to bring him right now, it'll completely derail and make a plot hole for our real campaign, how he shows up to the battle. Um, We don't bring him. Um, Just don't bring him. <laughs> do we really want a uh, child coming with us? Poor Island is no place for a child. <laughs> War is no place for a child. Says you would be very... Very impressed to know that I have been training at the Hammerfist. I, I can hold my own, I think. All right, let's see what you got. Whoa. Okay. Kick Taylor's ass. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna ready an action or whatever for you know. I like to have my defenses ready, but he's making the first move. Okay, so are you going to ready an action or are you going to use the dodge action? Dodge action gives you. Do I have a dodge action? Yes. Oh, then yes. So. Dodge. Duck. Dip, dive, and dodge. Dip, dive, and dom. Dom. <laughs> dom. <laughs> so when you dodge, it's a full action. Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker, and you make dexterity saving throws with advantage. All right, yeah, I'm just going to ready a dodge action and say, all right, let's see what you got. All right, so... Pygus withdraws his sword, and then he is going to lunge at you. Wow, he didn't need a lot of uh, impetus to go straight for murder. It's like, hey, show me what you got. Most people would be like, oh, I'm going to throw a punch. He's like, no, I'm pulling out my sword, and I'm gutting you in this room full of witnesses. Uh, and he is going to roll a 17. So he meets it. All right. Is that with disadvantage? That is with disadvantage. Oh. His first roll was a nat 18, and then his second roll was a 12 plus 5. Oh, look, little Figus, hot shit. And uh, so Figus is going to lunge forward. How are you going to try and dodge him? Well, originally, I was just going to... I anticipated him rolling much, much lower than that. Um, he was going to take a lunge at me, and I was just going to, like really, really quickly unsheath my short sword and just, like, smack his sword away. So, just wasn't quite quick enough, and he pokes me. Well, so, you go to withdraw your short sword at the last second, trying to smack his sword away, and as you go to smack it away, he twists, he pulls his sword in tight, spins inside the smack, and then brings the sword up to your neck. Hot damn. Ha <laughs> ha! This little guy's got some fight in him after all. Sheriff, arrest this man for assaulting this other man. <laughs> Finrail's just in the back clapping. Well done there, Figus. That was... Oh, well done. <laughs> Figus sheaths his sword and says, Well, thank you, sirs. I'm, I'm very excited to go do something out on the road. It's been so long. Well, actually, you know what? It hasn't been long at all. Uh, Prothean just left a few weeks ago. Maybe not even that long. Anywho. Are you emotionally unstable because you're not by the side of your master? Excuse me, uh, but he is not my master. Now he just tells you what to do and, and you, you carry his stuff <laughs> and hey. he owns you. Oh, 
Well, I, I guess if you put it like that. No, no, listen here, son. Donovan, your whole... Dom. <laughs> Donovan, your whole career was based on following orders and listening to your masters within within the wars. This young man over here is looking to uh, establish himself on his own. I think we, we give him the chance to prove that he's his own person and can make these decisions. You must have missed the part where I laughed, said he was all right to be with us. Yeah, but then I was more coming back to the fact that you were saying he had a master. And hearing him stick up for himself is, uh... Very unsubordinate of him. Well, right, because he doesn't have a master. You're on your own, kid. Don't worry, I'll keep up. You don't slow us down either, Josh. Um, Brad and, uh, Ben there. Your characters have actually just really helped set up the whole character development of Figus finally starting to gain some initiative beyond Prothean, so kudos for that. That was uh, unscripted, and I love it. Inspiration, thanks. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I will give both Brad and Ben inspiration. <laughs> you said both Brads and Ben. Nice! Yeah, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> no, that's Brad, not be rich did I get inspiration for getting you so hard with that spinoff? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, if you need an inspiration point, my one is going to you as well, because that was awesome. You've inspired me. <laughs> All right. So now that everybody is on board for this mission, uh, Wilhelmina says, what we're going to need to do first is we're going to need to figure out a way to find Hoke. He has disappeared. His business ventures continue on, but... We don't know where to find him. Dash, as uh, a longtime purveyor of secrets and information, perhaps you know where we might be able to go to get such information? You might be working through a puppet king, where he just stays in the hiding and has somebody else doing all of his dirty work. Hmm, well, I have, I have some friends up that way. We can take a, a trip up there and speak to my, my good bud. Mr. Uh, Mr. Reginald, perhaps. Mr. Reginald? Reginald Fartworthy. Okay. Um, I believe that that is a good starting point. Uh, do you... And, Donovan, as you were saying, you think that he might be the puppet master in these machinations? I am... I'm, I'm sorry to say that I am quite familiar with that. Um, I am, of course, Lady Nightvale. Hello there, Dosh. It's, uh... Good to finally meet you. What? <laughs> I'm going to act legitimately surprised. <laughs> and then Taylor speaks up and says, Oh, yeah, and guess who gave her the money? Guess who uh, established uh, the title of Lady Night Vale? Eh, no one gives a shit, Taylor. Oh, fuck you, Dosh. <laughs> you know what? Maybe one of these days I'm going to take that hand crossbow and I'm going to shoot you myself. How's that sound? Please, I welcome it. Ugh. Anyway, Wilhelmina, you were saying who who gave you the money to establish yourself as Lady Nightvale? I did. Ah, the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wilhelmina says yes. As you now know, Taylor is in fact a silver dragon. She has been in this area for quite some time, and um, she has been trying to promote well-being and uh, prosperity amongst the women of this area. Dragons don't give away their money. Well, I do. A long time ago, I had a vision one night, and uh, I'd seen uh, 
the five faces of the god Helleros standing alone in a narrow alley, and he was he was surrounded by filth and decrepit buildings, and it, it just looked nasty. And the god Helleros got got up out of all of this filth, walked to the end of the alley, and then was standing in shadows and looked out onto a massive bridge that led into a city of gold and silver. And in the god's hand was a banner bearing wheat stalks and a white half moon on a black field. So I I went searching for that bridge and the and the banner, and I came to Ryford. And that's when I came across um well the original Lady Nightvale, who I befriended, and then I found out that she had been working with the women of Ryford to help get them educated so that they could live a long and healthy and prosperous life, and I I liked that so much that I decided to keep doing it myself. That seems like a great and noble pursuit, but I wish you would just not talk about it anymore because I don't like to hear you talk in general. (laughs) That's a very backhanded sort of statement, don't you think? You're about to get a backhanded statement. Damn! (laughs) I'm kidding, don't eat me. (laughs) Yeah, now do you regret... All those uh, snide comments from before, now that you know that I can fucking eat you? No. No, because he'll probably like it, because you won't have to hear your fucking voice anymore. Yeah, he'll just have to be inside of her. Ooh. The more I learn about Dosh, the more I think he's a masochist. What Mm. fucking language did you just use in front of a fucking priest? Relax. What? Am I? Hmm. I'm a priest of Helleros, right? That is correct. Okay, I didn't know if I remember that correctly. Okay. Yeah, actually, would you have any reaction to her telling you that she had a vision of the god Helleros? In the moment, no, because aren't we... Isn't the area we're in mostly, like, Helleros followers? No, you're in the... So you're in the free cities, and um, not many people, if any, follow Helleros in the majority of the free cities... The only place that you might find a temple to Helleros would be in Ryford. There is one oh, there. Okay, that's what it and is. And then uh, Chorus, where there are, like, um, immigrants from Trugala, basically. Right. I, know, I, I guess for the sake of recording, I'll just leave it as no because of the fact of why wouldn't you have a vision of Helleros because he's trying to help you and you're trying to do important shit. So, like, I guess I would just nod in agreement. And be like, yes, absolutely, of course you did. Let Big Papa Hellero speak to you in your dreams. <laughs> All right, so Wilhelmina says, Well, um, how many of us are there that are going? Uh, myself, Vigus, Finrail, I guess you're coming too. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Billy. I really appreciate you letting me come. No, no, uh, Finn, we're, we're not. Don't call me Billy, please. All right, Wilhelmina. I, I I won't call you. I won't call you Billy. Come on, give the guy a chance. Billy Jean, nice girl. You're so beautiful together. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the help, Dosh. But uh, now, nah, if, if Wilhelmina doesn't want me to call her Billy, I won't call her Billy. Thank you, thank you very much, Finrail. I I do appreciate that. When you walked through the door, you should have seen her light up. She was all for you. I did not. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I know. I I can tell it when I see it. So, you feel an elbow at your 
thigh level, and you look down and you see Taylor nodding in a knowing way. You keep tra- you keep chasing your dreams, cowboy. Oh, I, I appreciate that, there, Josh. Um, but I'm sorry, I interrupted Wilmina. Uh, you were counting off who all was going. Yes, thank you. So there's going to be myself, you, Vigus. Oh, I'm so happy to be going along. Josh, Dosh, Donovan, and uh, Jack. So that is seven people. I account for twelve. <laughs> or do you account for five or six? Because there's the five faces of Helleros and yourself. That was before the war. And now? Yes. Just maybe twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, seven bodies. Taylor, can you carry that many? I guess uh, if, if we're only going for a short distance, I could probably manage that. Dosh, where, where would you say your friend Reginald lives? Ah, uh, Is that right? I don't know. I'm asking you. Shut the hell up, Taylor. I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking straight into the sky and speaking directly to Paul Camper. Yes, uh, <laughs> Reginald was in Ryford. He's in Ryford. Then, then yes. Um, I can make I can make it to Ryford with s- seven passengers. Uh, we might have to stop once or twice, but we can make it. And Wilhelmina says, "All right. Well then, everybody, pack your gear and get ready to go because we're about to go save the God's damned world." Are we doing wow. this bareback or are we <laughs> saddling up? <laughs> And that's where we're going to end our episode. <laughs> There's only one God, ma'am. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa. I just need to know if I'm saving the world bareback or, <laughs> or strapped in or saddled up. Cole. Cole. Well, we will have to find out next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Uh, to all of our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you're going to uh, appreciate the adventure that Dosh had leading up to the events of the battle for Trugala. If you want to hear more in between episodes, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to find bonus episodes, bloopers, conversational recaps, and more. If you do would we, like uh, to- Do we want to read any reviews for this episode? Because we got a couple recently. Man, fuck you, Miss Daisy. Oh, that would actually be a great idea. God damn um, it, Ben. Why you gotta be such an overachiever? I think Jack Jackerson is gonna read it in his fucking schizo voice. I think we need a visit from Abe's Graham Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let, let Graham Graham read it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Graham Graham and Peepaw, Peepaw. can get at it together. The one from JMob 466 Yeah, it's a long one. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the most recent one from... I'm sorry, this one... Apple podcast that we haven't read. I, I just scrolled up. I see hammer fist er. <laughs> <laughs> hammer fist underscore E-R. Hammer fister. I barely know her. <laughs> I was just saying that the username... I, I swear that one was <laughs> not me. I don't know who came up with it. I promise. Oh. It was not I. I was just as fucking confused. I am so confused. I am so confused. Um, yeah, go ahead with J-Mob. <clears throat> um, I guess we'll just go with the, uh, which one did you want? 
I don't know. I don't remember all of his personalities. Bush, Clinton, Patrick yeah. Warburton. I'm just trying to figure out if there's any other ones I want to do. Walken. Walk out. Oh, oh, Jesus Christopher Walken. And then okay, we'll go. One. Fuck. Bounty board voice. <laughs> and apparently Elmo. Oh yeah, bounty board voice. I forgot about that one. That one. Hello. Br- <laughs> Bruce there are new Nemo. messages on the Firestone bounty board. Claptrap. Hi, I'm CL4PPP. Um. Do you care if I just read it? I just read it. For the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this shit. Okay, so this one is from JMob466. Uh, it says, Great listen. I'm a bit of a veteran when it comes to D&D podcasts. Whoa. And I gotta say, I am thoroughly enjoying the controlled chaos that ensues. <laughs> the players just do whatever, and their composed leader, dickhead, keeps all their shenanigans in check. All in all, really fun to listen to episodes in a row at work. Have yet to finish the first season is on episode 18 right now, but I've got another episode of work. And it does a good job of keeping my mind entertained. Hand emoji in ball gazing circle. Well, sir. Thank you. Say, that's a bit of a bold status. Like, at what point do you reach veteran level of listening to D&D podcasts. He's probably re- listening to like Drunks and Dragons or a couple times like, yeah, I'm a veteran around these parts. Well, he listened to the first 17 episodes, so he's a uh, veteran. Yeah, he's made it further than at least 2,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he is a lieutenant. <laughs> say bold status to call yourself a veteran, but uh, you gotta have some sort of fucking balls to get that far, I guess, so. Or just some sort of level of insanity. <laughs> well, hey, thank you very much, JMob466. We really appreciate the review, and uh, we hope you keep enjoying as you continue with the episodes. By the time you reach this, you'll, you'll have heard a lot of them. <laughs> Hopefully you reach this. Yes, definitely. We always hope that our listeners stick with us, uh, but you don't have to get all the way caught up to leave a rating and review. If you enjoy what you've been hearing, head over to iTunes, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and leave a review. We'll read you on the air, just like JMob 466 If you would like to keep in touch with us, you can reach us on social media, at Death Saving Bros, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. I am personally available on Twitter, at HP Camper and on Instagram at hpcamper.14. You can find me at Benfro15. I am at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can follow any of the other guys and tweet at them, and they'll probably tell me about it. Or you can scissor me on Reddit at Death Saving Bros. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T-Smith. Playing nothing that you could play with him. And uh, to all those of you who are listening, in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one.
This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Dreams Become Real, Hard Boiled, Midnight Tale, On the Shore, Porch Blues, Procession of a King, Promising Relationship, Sardana, Sancho Panza Gets a Latte, and Thaxted Holst are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from filmmusic.io. The tracks The Great Plains and Rivers of the Sky are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.